0: Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another season of Soul Food. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for another opportunity to come together and to learn together and to embark on the spiritual journey that brings us closer to our Lord, glorious and exalted as He. Every day is a gift and every breath that He gives us is a precious jewel. And I'm very excited to continue this journey with you. And in this season, the ninth season of Soul Food, we're going to look at some of the aspects of worship that many people are familiar with, such as the prayer and fasting and charity, zakat and hajj and so forth. But we're going to delve deeper into the spiritual meanings associated with each of these acts of worship. And we're going to be using a book as a guide for us that will highlight these inner dimensions of worship. And the book is called Al-Uhud Al-Muhammadiyya, which we can translate as the Divine Lights of the Prophetic Way. This is by a great imam, Shaykh Abdul Wahab Shahrani May Allah have mercy on him. He was a great Egyptian scholar and spiritual master who lived over 400 years ago. So this book of his, it teaches us the spiritual impact of the outward acts of worship. And one of the shortcomings in the way that many people are taught Islam in today's world is that they're actually teaching it in a way that separates the spiritual reality from the outward practice. So people learn how to do things, but they don't know what the spiritual dimension and element of that act of worship is. So you find a lot of people just thinking that it is a very superficial, outward thing, and that's all it is. But as one of the great scholars of Islam, Imam Abdullah al aidarus he said, the sharia, the outward divine law, the sacred law, the sharia, is like milk, and the spiritual realization, haqiqah, is like butter. So what that means is the way that you make butter is by churning the milk. That when you have fresh milk and you churn it, eventually it turns into butter. So he's saying that the sharia, the outward commandments of worship is like milk and the spiritual realization, tasting the spiritual sweetness is like butter hidden within the milk. So you find the realities of nearness to Allah and love of Allah and having this beautiful spiritual experience, the sweetness of faith in the outward acts of worship when you do them properly. And that's what we want to focus on this season. And in this opening episode, we're going to look specifically at the salah, the prayer. So we're going to cover the centrality of the prayer, the importance of the salah, and how the prayer purifies us. And lastly, we'll end with the beauty of sujood, of prostrating. So after believing in Allah and His Messenger, nothing is more important than the salah. Nothing is more important than the prayer. But sometimes people only learn about the outward aspects and they're not taught about the inward reality of the prayer. That they think that the prayer is just moving, saying a few different things, bowing up and down, going into prostration, and that you just do it, and you get it out of the way. But prayer without presence of heart is like a body without a soul; it's dead. And all of worship is meant to bring our hearts to life and be truly connected to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And Imam Al Sharani he shares some hadiths of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that are meant to encourage us to have presence of heart that help us access the reality of the prayer. The Prophet ﷺ said, أَوَّلُ مَا يُحَاسَبُ بِهِ الْعَبْدُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ The first thing a servant will be judged with regards to on the Day of Resurrection is the prayer, the Prophet ﷺ says. If it is sound, the rest of his deeds are sound. But if it is ruined, the rest of his deeds are ruined. And this is narrated by Imam At-Tabarani. So this shows us the centrality of the prayer. And that it is meant to impact every other action that we engage in for our Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes people get confused if they say that prayer is so central and you are saying that if a person prays well, all of their other actions are sound. And if they don't pray or if the prayer is ruined, that the rest of his deeds are ruined. But if that's the case, why is it that someone that I might be thinking of who prays at the mosque regularly and engages in this act of worship is still a person of bad character? We might be thinking of someone like that. Someone prays all the time but they still have bad character, they wrong other people, they are arrogant, they look down on certain people. And what that means is that that's a sign that the person hasn't truly accessed the reality and essence of the prayer. That they just have the outward form perhaps, and that there's a reality of salah that they have not yet accessed. Because the reality of the prayer transforms us. So we shouldn't criticize that person because they pray, but rather we should educate that person and help them attain what it means to have presence of heart with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the prayer. There's another profound hadith from the Prophet in which he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَا إِمَانَ لِمَنْ لَا أَمَانَةَ لَهُ A person who is not trustworthy has no true faith. وَلَا salata لِمَنْ لَا طُّهُورَ لَهُ And a person who has not purified himself, i.e. wudu, his prayer is not valid. وَلَا دِينَ لِمَنْ لَا له. This is really important. And that a person does not truly have religion without the prayer. If a person doesn't pray, then they don't really have any element of the religion. And then he says, صلى الله عليه وسلم, إِنَّمَا مَوْضِعُ الصَّلَاةِ مِنَ الدِّينِ كَمَوْضِعِ الرأس من الجسد. Truly the prayer's significance to one's religion is like the significance of the head to the body. A person can't live if their head is separated from their body. That prayer to your religion is like your head in relation to the rest of your body. Without it, we cannot access the fullest beauty and reality of this deen. This brings us to the next point, how the salah, how the prayer purifies us. Over the course of the day, we make many mistakes. And really, we often become burdened throughout the day, whether it's through sin, or it's through our worldly distractions or responsibilities, or things that just weigh us down. That's natural. And our hearts often become covered with rust and we have worries and things that build up, the prayer is meant to purify us. The prayer is meant to be a means where we are supported by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are assisted by Him, that we are able to take our problems before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He uplifts us. And when we stand in prayer before Him, and we are showered with his mercy and blessings, that becomes a means of strength for us. The Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, he likens the prayer to a cool flowing river that cleanses us. He says in a beautiful hadith, أَرَأَيْتُمْ لَوْ أَنَّ نَهْرًا بِبَابِ أَحَدِكُمْ يَغْتَسِلُ فِيهِ مِنْ that if a, someone had a river at his doorstep and he washed himself therein five times each day, how much filth would remain on him? And the companions, they said, O Messenger of Allah, the person would have no filth remaining on him. If someone washed in a cool flowing river five times a day, they'd be completely clean. The Prophet wasallam) said, that is like the five prayers. Allah removes sins through them. So the prayer is meant to be something that reinvigorates our hearts and souls, brings us back to life, cleanses us. And there are so many blessings in every single aspect of the prayer. But our job is that we have to work on our hearts so that we can recognize those blessings. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to place light within your heart, but you've closed the door for yourself, then how's that light supposed to reach you? You have to turn yourself to Allah. You have to open up the door to your heart so that it receives those blessings. And one of the greatest ways to do that is in the sujood, in the prostration. And that brings us to the final point, the beauty of sujood. And this is one of my favorite hadiths of the Prophet, ﷺ, which occurred when one of the companions, Sayyidina Rabi'a ibn Ka'b, may Allah be well pleased with him, He was serving the Prophet ﷺ and the Prophet offered him anything he wished. He said, ask for whatever you want. And Sayyidina Rabi'ah, he said, I ask you for your companionship in paradise. Now think about that for a second. Where is the Prophet ﷺ going to be? He's going to be in the highest Firdaus, the highest level of paradise. He will be granted the greatest place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Sayyidina Rabi'i says, I want to be with you in your company in paradise. So, what does the Prophet say to him? Fa'ainni ala nafsika Assist me over your nafs through abundant sujood, making sujood a lot. If you want to be with me in paradise, then what I ask of you in order to prepare yourself to receive that, that highest honor and gift from Allah is that you perform sujood abundantly. So in the sujood, in the salah, which obviously the sujood is a part of it, we prepare ourselves for Allah's immense gifts that Allah gives us and could give us and might give us in the next sujood that we perform Gifts beyond our wildest imagination. So through this act of sujood, we are making ourselves available to receive the greatest gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And sujood itself, that actual action of taking our most honored part of our body, our face, and placing it all the way down on the earth, it is a manifestation of worship, and love and complete submission to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, it is a profoundly beautiful act of worship. And the Prophet Sallallahu just to help us appreciate it, he says, "ما من حال يكون عليها العبد أحب إلى الله من أن يراه ساجداً معفراً وجهه في التراب." He says, Sallallahu there is no state of a servant more beloved to Allah than when Allah sees the servant in prostration planting his face in the earth. That completely surrendering and submitting oneself with humility and love. That is the most beloved way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you. So we have to really understand how honorable and dignified Salah is. And a lot of times we might look at it like it's a burden. A lot of people feel, oh, I have to get up and pray. No, that's not how we should see it. In reality, you are being invited into the holiest presence to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you have to see it as a gift. So this brings us to the call to action. The call to action is pray one extra sunnah prayer Add one extra sunnah prayer into your day with the intention that in every prostration, every sujood that you perform, you are seeking the Prophet's company in the highest garden of paradise. That every time, every extra sajda, every extra prostration, that in doing that, you are seeking to be in the company of the Prophet wasallam. In the highest level of paradise. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the reality of the prayer, to open our hearts to the spiritual meanings and blessings and mercy and light that takes place in the prayer, and that it is always a lifeline for us in all that we do. Wa sallallahu Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa alamin. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm or search for Soul Food in your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.